Well, welcome to another uh, class. This is actually the second to last class in this biblical counseling um, sort of series. So next week, Lord willing, it'll be more of a Q&A. We'll try to um, maybe even clarify some things that we mentioned in past classes, draw some things a little more, and then also give you the opportunity to ask questions or even provide, you know, helpful insight, you know, suggestions, what how, how the scriptures have uh, sort of trained you in child rearing. So next week we'll look more, more like that, Lord, Lord willing. But this week um, we'll come to the second part of the um, why kids turn out the way they do. Um, uh, parenting not as a formula. So you'll see on the, on the title or at, the, at the head of the, the sheet there, why kids turn out the way they do three factors. Um, now, I know I pretty much spent all of last Sunday <laughs> talking about a formula and how we shouldn't uh, associate certain things with um, or see certain formulas as a way to get our kids to turn out a certain way. Um, but it's interesting as we walk through through this class, um, the the perspective here, and this is drawn from um, IBCD, so it's a, a, a counseling, synthetic counseling uh, sort of program, um, uh, but you'll see as we walk through these points, as far as why kids turn out the way they do, that it's not uh, pointing to um, a formula, it's not pointing to a program, but it's actually pointing to, um, I would say, divine sovereignty. Um, and human responsibility in that so it's just it, I hope, hope this is helpful as we think about these uh, these categories and these these factors so again why kids turn out the way they do <clears throat> at the top of your sheet there it starts uh, by saying parents are responsible to raise their children properly so parents have a responsibility to raise their children properly Ephesians 6.4, we'll start there. Ephesians 6.4 says, actually, I'll start back up at verse uh, 1. <clears throat> Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and your mother. This is the first commandment with a promise that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. So this letter, of course, being penned by, by Paul, he writes to this church and he gives a specific instruction here. <clears throat> don't provoke your children, fathers, don't, don't provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. So it, it puts a responsibility on the parents to train up their children right? even drawing from Proverbs um, train up a child in the way he should go and we talked about that last week um, it's a proverbial truth right? Um, certain habits that are established in family and raising children are not easily broken but here in Ephesians 6-4 it's uh, train them up in the fear or the uh, discipline and instruction of the Lord 
What the Bible says about parenting is pretty basic and, and simple. So I just read Ephesians 6, 4. Um, <clears throat> someone else go to Colossians 3, 21. And then let me have, first, who wants Colossians 3, 21? Jonathan, okay. And then someone else go to Proverbs uh, 22, 15. Who wants that? Green. Okay, Jonathan, you want to read Colossians 3.21? Okay, so uh, we see that same principle, command there, do not provoke your children. So it's, uh, <clears throat> and it's also, it's, it's interesting here that, um, like one, the, the, the address is, is given to, well, it's, it's, it says fathers, um, do not provoke your children. That, that no, mothers shouldn't provoke their children either. <laughs> but here it says, fathers, do not provoke your children lest they become um, discouraged. Uh, I think, you know, not lest they become, um, I don't know, um, you know, rageful, uh, lest they become um, uh, 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 bitter, lest they become discouraged. Um, so the, the provoking of children to, to, to anger um, could cause Discouragement in that, and that that word has different uses and meanings, but uh, it can cause them to be uh, discouraged, um, um, uh, uh, downcast, um, having a sense of um, just failure, <clears throat> and it, it it associates that with with provoking, which is which is interesting. Um, now, under that first point, what the Bible says uh, about parenting is pretty simple: don't provoke them to anger. Or, um, and under that, that first point there, discipline them. Uh, so this being a important central category, discipline them. So Proverbs twenty two fifteen. Okay. <clears throat> the rod of discipline drives it far from them. So Proverbs makes this assumption that the child is not by default wise. They don't have wisdom by, by default. Um, by default, they have folly in their hearts. Um, and this is consistent with what we see in Psalms, um, where it talks about being, um, we, we come forth from the womb uh, speaking, speaking lies, right? We, we have a natural disposition to God, to authority, uh, by virtue of being an Adam. And so the Bible assumes that men are, uh, we're, we're broken by nature from birth. And here, in part, the help, the, um, the prescription, and I say that loosely, not the prescription unto their salvation, but the, the, the help here in, in curving uh, the, the folly in the heart of the child is discipline. Um, there's another passage in Proverbs, I, I don't remember where it is, but... It talks about um, disciplining a child with the rod. Uh, discipline them. Um, beat them. Uh, they will not die. <laughs> um, discipline them. They, they, they will not perish. Um, but here it starts by saying, 
a child must be must be disciplined. Um, now we know that discipline can take different forms. There's instructive discipline, corrective discipline. Um, there's the, the, a discipline in how we uh, train them to to think, to uh, reason. Um, there's a discipline that has to do with the rod. <clears throat> and I, I, I think it was uh, uh, in Shepherding a Child's Heart, maybe it was in that book, but um, it talks about the, the, the will of the child being uh, a, a, a twig, so to speak, that you're trying to, to cultivate. When, when, when it, a twig is, it's, it's easily bent, it's moldable, you know, you can, um, you can weave it around things, curve it in a certain direction. And he says the will of the child is, is like a twig. And in parenting, um, you're trying to bend the will of the child in a certain direction. And you want to do that while they're young, uh, lest they grow, get older, more fixed in their ways. And the only way to bend the, the twig that now has become an oak is to break it. And that breaking happens through, who knows, a bunch of different ways. They get into trouble with, with the law and there, there are consequences for, for that. Um, but as, as we, when our children are younger, when we're, we're trying to sort of steer their, their wills a, a certain way. So we don't just leave them to say what you hear a lot. Well, just, I just want my child to know that, you know, the world is open and free and I just want them to be feel free to explore anything and so I just I leave them to make whatever decisions they want to make themselves <laughs> which it's it's foolish because um, we know what the Bible says about these things but this is these are some of the principles behind um, you know Jimmy wants to be Jane let him make the decision or her make the decision for what you know she wants to do with 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 her body um these these basic principles that are neglected are behind these implications and decisions like that let the child do what they they want to do um it's a it's a forsaking of the wisdom of scripture and and child rearing yes kids get to a point where i think there's there's rope that's that's given. You you want to test their ability to um, discern and apply, you know, certain principles. Um, but we don't just assume that there's wisdom there at heart. Um, next, train them. We've talked about this a little bit, but let me have someone someone go to um, uh, Proverbs twenty two six. Who wants that? Green and then. Someone else go to uh, Genesis eighteen nineteen. Who wants that? Miriam. Okay. So Proverbs twenty two six first. Train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. Okay, we talked about that last week a bit. Training up, training up a child in the way they should go. Uh, proverbial truth, sort of a double edged sword as well, though. Um, and then Genesis eighteen nineteen. Okay, <clears throat> so we see in that uh, even principally a, a responsibility. Um, and, and the Bible, we, we, we live in a time, I think, that it's very, um, it's anti-authoritarian. And so anything more than, 
anything before, you know, I don't know, 20, 2010 is ancient and irrelevant and it doesn't matter. It's, it's like we have a very, um, we're, we're very nearsighted where only what happened in the past seven years is, is, is good. Only what Tesla's doing or what Apple's doing or what, you know. Um, but the Bible has this emphasis on the older teaching the younger. You see it in, in, um, in, in Timothy, the older women training and teaching the younger women. Um, in Psalms, you see uh, the, those with, with gray hair being able to um, speak of God's faithfulness to those who are younger, sort of a passing down. This is what the Lord has done. Um, this is how faithful God is. So there's this emphasis in scripture on those who are older teaching and training um, the younger as sort of a, a principle there. But thinking about teaching and training, training our children, um, I think as the, as the parent, we can sort of also have a disposition where we say, um, well, nobody should be able to tell my kids what to do but me. Um, you're, you're setting them up for failure, I think, in, in doing that. Um, there's wisdom around us as parents that should be able to speak into the, the, the life and heart of our children and teaching our children to have a, a, a respect for, um, for authority, uh, for, for, for wisdom, for knowledge. Um, and so even as, as parents, we have to be careful with our own sort of isolationism where we feel like we're the only ones who can speak truth to our, our children. It is our responsibility primarily, um, but not only. Um, next, do not provoke them to anger. We, we talked about that. Um, we don't want to be quick-tempered parents um, where the, the main goal of our time with our children is to, to get them to, it, it's just about obeying, obeying the commands, obeying the commands, don't do this, don't do that, don't do this, don't do that. That can be easy to do when you have a bunch of toddlers running around the house and you're trying to just create order from the chaos. And I mean, I've gone through seasons with, with my kids where it feels like all I did, like I, I, I ate, I slept and I disciplined. Like that was life. <laughs> it feels like it was that for like, you know, a couple of years. And then each of my kids went through a time where it was concentrated. But you, you do feel like that, that sometimes where it's just constant, you know, don't do that. Stop doing that. Don't do that. But that's not the whole of, of, of parenting. Right. There's there, there's more there. We have to guard our own hearts from provoking our children to anger by um, exhausting or exasperating them with um, our own um, vice grips of, um, you know, discipline. Um, okay, number, number two there. God blesses faithful parents. I'm going to turn to Proverbs 23. So Proverbs 23, 13 through 14. <clears throat> Do not withhold discipline from the child. If you strike him with the rod, he will not die. That's the scripture I was looking for, actually. Um, verse 14. If you strike him with the rod, you will save his soul from Sheol. So there's a, again, proverbial. Um, this isn't 
come in with the absolute uh, result of uh, the, the equation. So if you do A, B, um, Proverbs is proverbial. Um, these things are, it's, it's very likely that this is um, what will happen. <clears throat> we, we've all, I think, seen children who haven't been, been properly disciplined um, and that, that lack of discipline, um, you know, formative and, and, and just in, in, in instruction, um, rod, uh, it, it, doing it as, as the Bible commands it is, is good and right, um, but, but not doing it, neglecting it is, I think, neglecting wisdom, uh, but it also, it, it, there are consequences for the child. We were just talking to, um, I was talking to Corrine's mom last night, um, my mother-in-law, and she was telling us about, she, she watches children. Um, but what does she do? She's a, what's her, like her official? She's a home care nurse for, um, for kids that are disabled children. Yeah, so, she, so she's a home care, home care nurse. Um, and she was telling us about a child that she had. Um, and she, she, she was saying, you know, this mother, she, she never, never disciplines, or it was the, the grandmother, the mother, uh, she, she she never disciplines him. He, when, when, he, when she says no to him, he throws himself on the floor um, and he starts kicking and screaming. And, um, and, and she's like, I, I've talked to her about it. And she said, um, well, I, I think she, she just loves him so much. Um, and I guess my wife, she's like, no, she doesn't. <laughs> um, I think that's true. I, I know this person loves their child. Um, but scripture is, is clear that the love that we give to our children must include discipline. Um, it's not just uh, the reward or the affirmation of them, but it's actually the bending of, of the will. And so love for the child assumes God knows best and not our own individual conceptions, right? So the love for the child is actually a love for God and his word. Um, <clears throat> okay. I, I, I remember reading in a book or I heard from somebody something that don't be so committed to getting your tasks done or showing an appearance that you fail to you know, deal with the heart of your child. Mm. So um, like if you're at the grocery store and you have a full cart and mm. your child acts out, like it's okay to leave your cart of groceries and go tend to your child. Yeah. That's if good. you have to go home, you have to go home. If you have to go back and shop again, you, you just have to do that. Yeah. But be more, you know, be more intentional about the heart of your child than whatever task is at hand. And that that was that was really good for me mm. to read. You know, because I'm very task structured. Person. Yeah. You too. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I set the you know expectation right from the beginning that she had to have her hand on the cart, and I tried to make it educational, yeah. going to whatever and asking what it was, and yeah. trying to. But, you know, and people would be shocked if we would go grocery shopping because my child was not allowed to take her hand off the cart. <laughs> but that was the rule. And then, you know, yeah. and that's not the rule Ron had. So when they would go shopping, it was crazy. <laughs> so, but she learned a different one. <laughs> There's a bus coming. <laughs> Throw them under there. <laughs> Yeah, that was the main takeaway that I got from that was just be 
don't be so committed to your task mm. and your, the appearance, you know, that you fail to, to deal with the heart of the child. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I'll edit the Ron part out. I'll, I'll cut <laughs> it. <one> <laughs> <out>. <laughs> they have fun. They have fun. They have fun. Yeah, yeah. No, that's good. Um, yep, your, your to-do list not being more important than the shepherding of the child, the, the training of the will. Yeah, that's good. That's helpful. Any other uh, thoughts there? Okay. Where are we at? Number three. If you neglect discipline, you will contribute to your child's ruin and your own misery. <clears throat> Proverbs seventeen twenty one says, "He who sears a, f- a fool and gets himself gets himself sorrow, and the father of a fool has no joy." Um, and then uh, seventeen twenty five says, "A foolish son is a grief to his father, and bitterness to her who bore him." bitterness to her who bore him the the depth of the 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 hurt the grief is a it, it's a soul grief there's a bitterness of soul there um with the foolish son um and then you know, proverbs 29 15 19 13 something similar a foolish son is the ruin to his father and a wife's quarreling is a continual dripping of rain <clears throat> The foolish son is ruin to his father. So again, if you neglect discipline, you will contribute to your child's ruin and your own misery. Um, there's a, there's a, um, I don't know. I think about like a, what's that thing called? Um, a, a boomerang. Um, how we train our, our children is in some sort of sort of a, a boomerang. Um, the, the implications of how we train them will come back to us in some way, um, uh, negatively, uh, uh, positively. There, there are implications for how we train them. So we, we don't simply uh, train them and then uh, let them out into the world without some type of um, uh, effect on uh, our person or even our name by how our children conduct themselves as, as adults and as, as they grow up. Um, uh, four, uh, learn from Eli and David. Let's, uh, let's take a look at 1 Samuel 2, and then someone read verses 12 to 17 for us. 1 Samuel 2, 12 to 17. Who wants to read that for us? Michelle?
Yes, so this little section starts with these sons of Eli being, says, worthless men. Um, and then it goes into the way in which um, a offering or sacrifice is profaned, which is interesting. There's a lot there, but um, there's a, a, a training. It points out sort of uh, the custom, the, the, the tradition, something that ought to have been known and, and was known, um, and their um, determination to uh, neglect or work against that which is set before them, taught to them. Um, <clears throat> I won't have time to get into all the other verses there. Um, probably should pick it up a little here, but um, five, while parents have an influence on how their children turn out, they do not have control. The Bible does not teach parental determinism. Influence, but not, not control. So we aren't, we aren't sovereign. Um, we don't have control over how our kids turn out. Um, the Lord does, and he gives us principles and commands to, to live by. Uh, B, children are responsible for, their, for the choices they make. Uh, Proverbs 20, verse 11, and then someone else, um, go to Ezekiel 18, 5 to 18. Who wants to read that? I saw your hand first. Okay. <laughs> okay, so I'll read Proverbs 20, 11 first. Um, Even a child makes himself known by his acts, by whether his conduct is pure and upright. And, and then Ezekiel? Ezekiel 18. I thought that 18 reads, If a man is righteous and does what is just and right, does not eat upon the mountains or lift up his eyes to the idols of the house of Israel, does not defile his neighbor's wife or approach a woman for time of menstrual purity, does not oppress anyone but restores to the debtor his pledge, commits no robbery, gives his bread to the hungry, and covers the naked with a garment, does not lend at interest or take any profit, but holds his hand from injustice, executes true justice between man and man walks in my statutes and keeps my rules by acting faithfully he is righteous he shall surely live declares the lord god if he fathers a son who is violent a shedder of blood who does any of these things though he himself did none of these things who even eats upon the mountains defiles his neighbor's wife oppresses the poor and needy, commits robbery does not restore the pledge lifts up his eyes to the idols commits abomination lends an interest and takes profit. Shall he then live? He shall not live. He has done all these abominations. He shall surely die. His blood shall be upon himself. Now suppose this man fathers a son who sees all the sins that his father has done. He sees and does not do likewise. He does not eat upon the mountains or lift up his eyes to the idols of the house of Israel, does not defile his neighbor's wife, does not oppress anyone, exacts no pledge, commits no robbery, but gives his bread to the hungry, and covers the naked with a garment, withholds his hand from iniquity, takes no interest or profit, obeys my rules, and walks in my statutes, he shall not die for his father's iniquity, he shall surely live. As for his father, 
because he practiced extortion, robbed his brother, and did what is not good among his people. Behold, behold, he shall die for his iniquity. Okay. Thank you for reading that. So what's, what's being drawn out here is the, the responsibility of um, that, that, that's on the, these two different, these two men, um, one who is <clears throat> righteous and does what is just and right, one who is violent, foolish, does what is unjust, wrong, um, and the consequence of those things, right? If this man does this, he shall live. This man does that, he shall die. If this man's father does this and dies, if he does not do that, he shall live. So there's a um, sort of a, a ping-ponging and showing uh, action, consequence, action, consequence. <clears throat> um, okay, jumping down to number two under B. Right, and we're, we're thinking about children being responsible for the decisions they make. There are no good kids, right? <clears throat> uh, Psalm 51.1, verse we probably recognize. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. Um, according to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgression. Um, <clears throat> and then some, or rather Proverbs 22.15, which, which we've read. But I'll just read it again. Folly is bound up in the heart of a child, but the rod of discipline drives it far from him. And so again, these uh, biblical uh, truths and uh, principles. Uh, one, we know that we are born sinners. We know that we are born with a natural disposition against God, his word, holiness, uh, righteousness. Um, and we know that the Bible also commands that uh, the rod of discipline uh, drives out the foolishness um, that we, uh, uh, that we uh, practice by nature. Um, so again, there, there are no, no good kids. You don't have to, um, I mean, if you've babysat or you know, been around kids any length of time, um, it's experience. <laughs> Uh, nature shows us that uh, this, this isn't, um, you know, it, it's plain. The, the two-year-old grabs, says, says, says mine. Um, they, don't, they don't own anything, <laughs> but that toy is mine. That, you know, bag of cereal is mine. That thing over there is mine. Um, th this is a, a natural disposition that we have. Um, <clears throat> uh, number three. What was the difference between Cain and Abel? Someone go to Genesis 4 and then read verses 1 through 9. Who wants to read that for us? Oh, go ahead, Sabrina. Thank you. Sorry, I want to 
Yeah. For Cain and his offering had no regard. So Cain was very angry, and his face fell. The Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry? And why has your face fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin is crouching at the door. His desire is contrary to you, but you must rule over it. Cain spoke to Abel, his brother, when they were in the field, Cain rose up against his brother Abel and killed him. Then the Lord said to Cain, Where is Abel your brother? He said, I do not know. I am not my brother's keeper. <clears throat> Thank you. So, again, a, a familiar passage probably to, to most of us. Um, a, 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 a sin, a, a rebellion, a, uh, there's, there's coveting, there's uh, greed. There's, there's murder um, and following this narrative we see uh, God branding um, Cain uh, he calls out himself he's, he's, God he's, he's uh, disciplined um, and he asks for um, he says well if I you, you discipline me and I, and I go out from here I'm going to be I'm going to be, be killed um, so God gives him sort of a brand that says, well, he's already been, 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 been dealt with um, in that sense. But there were consequences, again, for, for, for his actions, for, for Cain's actions. Um, we could talk a lot about the, the differences between Cain and Abel and just sort of redemptive historical stuff. But um, what, what we're trying to draw, draw out here is, again, there are these actions and then there's, there's, there's consequences. Um, Number four, God experienced rebellion in his children, Israel. Um, Jeremiah 7, 28 says, And you shall say to them, This is the nation that did not obey the voice of the Lord their God and did not accept discipline. Truth has perished. It is cut off from their lips. <clears throat> God's own dealings with, with Israel and Israel's rebellion. Um, and, and his, his discipline of them uh, is even something that we should be able to look at in scripture and learn from. Um, number five, as our children enter adulthood, they are responsible to make their own life, life decisions. Right? So we, our, our goal in some sense is to, to train them up so that when they do get older and come into adulthood, the decisions they make are, are, are wise, are um, well-reasoned. Um, we, don't, we don't want to raise children who are um, so utterly dependent upon, upon their parents where they don't have the ability to, to think for themselves and be responsible, mature children. Um, so we have to know at what point in, in, in life do we, do we need to transition how we uh, interact with our children so that we're giving them a level of um, independence for the sake of their own ability to, to, to reason, um, you know, experience, mature. Right, <clears throat> so we don't want to be parents who are um, you know, uh, coddling our children until adulthood. Um, see, uh, God's sovereign grace is needed to save our kids. Uh, so, big point here, newsflash: um, you can't save your children. We can't save our children. Um, we pray, we practice these principles, we entrust them to the Lord, um, but we don't have the ability to save our kids, right? Um, just read Ephesians 2, 
And then someone else go to Romans 8, 6 to 8. All right. Yeah. So it does seem to be much more prevalent today. Um, I had a friend, you know, uh, my sister's trying to study psychology, and like when Generation Z was growing up, it was she was saying like the, the parents actually contact the college professors, and I'm like, no. Mm. She's like, yeah. And then sure enough, like you know, I they do, and it's like, and then I have to tell them about the. Whatever laws, yeah. I'm not allowed to disclose. We do have to evaluate in what ways technology and the helicopter parenting are inhibiting our children yeah. um, from maturing. Right. Um, you know, uh, I read a recent article on like uh, the nuclear family only makes up 18% of the American population. Wow. So we have so many people growing up that mm. are in their mid 30s that um, they're just too busy playing video games. To engage in real relationships. Wow. Wow. That's really interesting. Yeah. Wow. It's sad. Um, yeah, no, that's good. <clears throat> okay, two here. The Lord must give them life and draw them. Wait a minute. We didn't read any of those scriptures, did we? <laughs> Who's at Romans 8? Anybody there? Miriam, you, you mind reading that for us? Romans 8, 6 to 8. So again, the scripture drawing out the, the depth of our depravity, which highlights our desperate need for something that we can't provide ourselves and neither can the parent provide this for their children. Um, children will not be saved from the faith of their parents, right? Um, we, we know this. They, they need a new heart. Um, two, the Lord must give them life and draw them to himself. <clears throat> Ephesians 2, 4 to 5. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> but God, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. <clears throat> so, again, mercy, grace, a uh, new heart is needed for the dead person to, to rise. Um, three, sinful kids and sinful parents need grace. Um, <clears throat> That's a this truth that we all see and recognize. Um, grace, grace in parenting, I think we've been um, recognizing our, our own sinfulness and things that we've done wrong in our parenting um, and repenting you know, to God, um, going back and even asking our children for 
forgiveness um, shows them a parent that's dependent and not, um, you know, this you know, superhero who never does anything thing wrong. You, you want to show them your, uh, your, your need and dependence upon God, right? Not, not just, you don't want them to see you as this, this perfect parent. So, <clears throat> um, where am I at? Number th- four. The Lord works in, in mysterious ways. Um, sort of just a, a thought there. Um, the Lord, he, he, can, he saves whenever he chooses. Um, uh, we can follow uh, certain, uh, even proverbial truths and, um, and discipline and do everything that we, within our own power, and the kid um, rebel. And uh, there are other times where we can you know, uh, neglect our responsibility that we do have as parents. Um, and the Lord, you know, causes our child to run into someone in college, give them the gospel and they're safe. Um, so we, we don't, the, the Lord determines all those things. That doesn't mean that we don't have responsibility, but um, we do have to have a category for recognizing that the Lord, uh, he does often work in ways, uh, I mean, all the time he works in ways, but concerning our children uh, beyond our um, ability to discern or see um, and he can do he can save and and, and other and, and, and harden as as he determines um, all right, a couple of couple of minutes left left here I want to leave open for any any other comments um, you can look at the concluding summary just in your in your own time as you have time to do it but um, any any concluding um, thoughts Questions, insights. Go for it. There's assuming that we know better than God, right? So, yeah, yeah. But it's interesting that I think Jessica mentioned this last week um, that that connection, <laughs> just from her own experience, <laughs> still burning my mind. But <laughs> yeah, she mentioned that last week that 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 connection that that can be there. Yeah. If they're resentful, does that mean that they discipline more or don't know how to do it? Not having a bit of yeah, I think it could be a. Um, uh, I'm asking. I don't have any idea. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I had plenty of rodness when I was a kid. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think it. So I think that's a. Um, so we can at times, I think, uh, swing uh, the pendulum the other direction. Uh, and the goal isn't to, um, to try and sort of counteract uh, certain things that we experience. The goal is to be, to be biblical, right? So if one generation's on this side um, and biblical is here, they need to come back. But at times we can see a generation on that side and then swing this side in order to sort of self-correct. But that's not the goal either. The goal is to be, to be, to be biblical and to, and to do what scripture, what scripture commands. And that, I think, takes a uh, discernment and a watching of your own heart. Um, you know, my parents talked or did this thing, so I'm gonna do this so that my kids never have to um, experience that. You have to ask yourself, well, is that thing that I'm saying I wanna do, is it wise, is it biblical? Is it according to, to God's word? Um, and so we're always trying to come back to, 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 to center and not, not, not have reactive parenting. We're just constantly thinking about what happened to us and how we don't want to do that. That can be good if the thing was wrong and sinful, um, but we don't want to have a sort of um, uh, a philosophy of parenting that's just reactive to our own upbringing because it can lead us um, in being so adamant to not be our parents just in the opposite direction, which is off center of, of scripture. So the Bible has to constantly be informing the heart and the mind, because we can even have good intentions and say, well, I don't want to be that, I'm going to be this, and better for my children than my parents were. Um, and we can have good intentions and good desires, um, but it has to be checked with scripture constantly, because it can be very subtle that we find ourselves on a path of, again, I just think it's reactive parenting, or um, for lack of better terms, just parenting in such a way that's just the opposite, so that our experience becomes sort of law and we're, we're looking at it and saying, okay, am I doing the opposite of that? Yes, opposite of that, yes. That's not the goal. Scripture, faithfulness to scripture is the goal. So, I'll see. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 That's good. Yep. And just with that same sort of uh, analogy there, the 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 soil, the 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 rain, the sun, the wind. These things you have no control over, but you still have the responsibility to um, give the plant what it needs, nutrients, water, tend to it. But there are things that are out completely outside of your, of your control. Um, so that, that's good, that's a good analogy, yeah. <clears throat> any, other, any other thoughts? All right, well, I hope this was helpful in, in some way. I mean, I don't have all the experience in the, in the world. My oldest is seven, but I hope it was, was, was helpful. Scripture is always important. If anybody has, like, a, you know, a Roku or anything like that, um, MacArthur's church, they have, it's, we used to call it Generations of Grace. Now I think they just call it Grace TV or something. 
But they have a free parenting class. I haven't had a chance to go through it, mm. but I want to. Uh, but if you want to. Yeah. Because I think it's like, you know, seven or eight parts. Okay. Yeah, that's helpful. Very good. Thank you. Yeah, it's always good. <laughs> All right, well, let me pray first. Lord, we thank you for your word, uh, the instruction of Scripture, which informs all of our minds and hearts, um, our attitudes, our affections. Lord, um, help us to be um, uh, uh, parents, uh, uh, people, Christians who are. Um, striving to be faithful to your word, uh, to submit ourselves to the authority of the scriptures, um, to um, not think more of our uh, ability um, in in parenting um, and not to think so little of it where we neglect our responsibility. But Lord, help us to be people who are balanced and, and centered and, and, and mature with uh, your glory being the aim of our parenting. Not, e- not, not the way our children turn out, but your glory and faithfulness to your word. Lord, give us um, mature hearts, um, uh, discernment, uh, discerning eyes, and uh, help us to come alongside one another as well um, as we have wisdom from the scripture and uh, the application of uh, Bible and, and experience to be able to share with with one another, um, even those who aren't aren't, aren't parents. Um, uh, all of us, the word should 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 reside in our hearts, so that we are able to, as Scripture says, have a ready word on our tongues with which to encourage our brother, sister, and lift them up and build them up. Um, let our words be seasoned with salt, um, uh, good and. Uh, able to to help one another so lord um uh, help us to apply these things to 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 think through them to um have discernment and i pray that you would lord uh i pray for our children that uh the children here at fbc that you would cause uh, uh, us parents to raise and train up our children well obeying your word we do pray for their salvation we want um, more than anything for our children to come to uh, a saving knowledge of uh, the Lord Jesus Christ um, and our, our triune God. Uh, so we do pray that you would open up their eyes, Lord, even from a young age, uh, spare them from uh, years and decades of sinful living and the effects and consequences of that, Lord. Um, and we pray that you would draw them to yourself, that they would um, be able to see in their parents dependent people, that they would be 